Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Doya Koro More Toma vina que dayalo, jagata sangsare. Toma vina kedayalo jagata sangsare. Patita pavana hitu tava avatara patita Mosamapatita Prabhu Napaviyara Aha Prabhu Nityananda Premananda Sukhi Kripa Bolo Kana koro ami boro duke. Doya koro sita pati. Advaita Gosai Garakoro Tava Kripa Bale Pai Chaitanya Nithai Haha Swarupsanatana Rupa Raghunatha Bhatta Yuga Shri Jivaha Prabhu Loka Nata Doya Koro Shri Acharya 
प्रभु श्रेनिवास रामचंद्र संग मागे नारथाम दास Jaya Jaya Shri Shetanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vinda 
jai jai shishitanya jai nityananda jai advaita chanja jai gaur bhakta vinda So we're reading from the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Leela, chapter 22, the process of devotional service, beginning with text number 30. Yin ye ravin dhaka mukta maninas tvayasta bhavad avishuddha bhudayaha arurhya krichena param padam tatha O lotus-eyed one, those who think they are liberated in this life but do not render devotional service to you must be of impure intelligence. Although they accept severe austerities and penances and rise to the spiritual position, to the impersonal Brahman realization, they fall down again because they neglect to worship your lotus feet. Purport. This is a verse quoted from the Srimad Bhagavatam 10.2.32. Krishna surasam maya haya anakaya krishna tahanahi maya adhikar. Krishna is compared to sunshine and maya is compared to darkness. Wherever there is sunshine, there cannot be darkness. As soon as one takes to Krishna consciousness, the darkness of an illusion, the influence of the external energy, will immediately vanish. Purport. In the Srimad Bhagavatam 2.9.34, it is stated, Rite artham yat apriyeta na priyeta chatmani what appears to be truth without me is certainly my illusory energy, for nothing can exist without me. It is like a reflection of a real light in the shadows, for in the light there is neither shadows nor reflections. Wherever there is light, there cannot be darkness. When a living entity becomes Krishna conscious, he immediately is he is immediately relieved from material lusty desires. Lusty desires and greed are associated with rajas and tamas, passion and darkness. When one becomes Krishna conscious, the modes of passion and darkness immediately vanish. And then the mode of goodness, sattva remains. When one is situated in the mode of goodness, he can make spiritual advancement and uh, understand things clearly. This is not possible for everyone. When a person is Krishna consciousness, he is sometimes he he continuously hears about Krishna, thinks about him, worships him, and serves him as a devotee. If he remains Krishna consciousness way, the darkness of Maya will certainly not be able to touch him. So once Srila Prabhupada was walking with one of his uh, disciples and the disciple said, you know, Srila Prabhupada, sometimes I am in Maya. And Prabhupada said, no, no, sometimes we may be Krishna conscious. We are always in Maya. And so here it is said that if a person becomes Krishna conscious, the modes of passion and ignorance completely vanish. So if our passion and ignorance is not completely vanished, then what is it? what's the conclusion? Then we're not Krishna conscious. Just the mode of goodness remains. Let's see, verse 32. Next verse. Vila Jamanas Yasya Statum Ikha Ikshapate Nunya 
विमोहितावेकत्यंते मामहम इति दुर्दिया the external illusory energy of Krishna, known as Maya, is always ashamed to stand in front of Krishna, just as darkness is ashamed to remain before sunshine. However, that Maya bewilders unfortunate people who have no intelligence. That thus they simply boast that this material world is theirs, and they are its enjoyers. Purport: The entire world is bewildered because people are thinking, "This is my land. America is mine. India is mine." Not knowing the real value of life, people think that this, the material body and the land where it's produced, is all in all. This is the basic principle behind nationalism, socialism, communism. Such thinking is, which simply bewilders the living entity, is nothing but rascalism. It is due to the darkness of Maya, but as soon as one becomes Krishna conscious, he is immediately relieved from such misconceptions. This verse is quoted from the Srimad Bhagavatam, and there is another appropriate verse in the Bhagavatam, two seven forty seven. Shatvat shashvat parasantam abaya prati bhudamatram shudasamam asata paravatma satthatvam. Shabdo nayatra puru karav kavan kriyarto maya pareta abhimukte chav vilajamanaha tadvai padam bhagavatam paramasya pumsho brameti advidur ashajam sukham vishokam. What is realized as the absolute truth is absolute Brahman is full of unlimited bliss without grief. That is certainly the ultimate phase of the supreme enjoyer, the supreme personality of Godhead. He is eternally devoid of all, all disturbances, fearlessness, completely conscious as opposed to matter, uncontaminated and without distinctions. He is the principle, the primeval cause of all causes and effects, in whom there is no sacrifice for fruit of activities, and in whom the illusory energy does not stand. This is a verse spoken by Lord Brahma when he was questioned by the great sage Narada. Narada was surprised to see the creator of the universe meditating. For this indicate there might be someone greater than Brahma. While answering the great sage Narada, Lord Brahma described the position of Maya and the bewildering living entities. This spoken, this verse was spoken in that connection. So Narada goes to Brahma. And says, uh, he's trying to figure out the identity of this Spider-Man. He says, you're like a spider, man. You create with your own energies, and you withdraw it uh, with your own energies. Like the spider, sometimes it will eat its own uh, web to bring that energy back in. But I see you, you're sitting here meditating. So it leads me to assume that there is someone else that you are, that that is above you, but you seem to be the creator of everything. So he says this uh, in the fifth chapter, or the seventh chapter of chapter two, Canto two, and Brahma responds, responds, "No, that's Lord Vishnu. He is the original Spider-Man. He is the one who." And so then, uh, f- several chapters later, Brahma, he goes to see uh, Lord Vishnu, and he says the same glorification. He, 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 he uh, plagiarizes Narada's glorification. This is the parampara, he passed it on. And so he says, everything that Narada just said to him, he says to, he said, oh Lord, you're like a spider, creating with your own energies and then withdrawing it back within, uh, right after Narada had glorified him. So we know the identity of this Spider-Man is Lord Vishnu. Some people say it's Peter Parker, but it's Lord Vishnu. So the here Krishna is talking about uh, this. Uh, Srila Prabhupada is talking about the sunshine, and so th- this is actually very. Uh, 
clear point to explain the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Sat, uh, Satkaryavad. We understand the, the cause if you look at the effect. You understand the effect. Like, would you consider that hot sunshine comes out of a cold sun? Does that make any sense? How do we know the sun is hot? Some people will say, oh, the scientists have told us. I say, that's fine. That's, there's some faith there. But even better than that, you just stand outside. That is uh, pratyaksha. There's some direct experience. You experience the effect. You know something about the cause. So the cause is like the warehouse. The effect is like the storefront. If it's in the storefront, it has to come from the warehouse. It has to be uh, uh, stored somewhere. The source of it has to have it even more. As it is explained here, that if the if you follow the ray of sunshine from the sun all the way to here, uh, over here you find that there are some uh, impurities. There is shadow. But if you follow the ray all the way back to the sun, are there any shadows on the sun? Is any scope of having a shadow somewhere on the sun? No. Because of its purity and intensity. So generally people conclude, if I'm a person, then how can God be a person? Because I have impurities. If I'm a person, you're saying God has a body that needs deodorant? God has a body that gets old and gray? You know, that you're conceiving that, uh, personhood means just like, it's the conception that light means shadows. For light, there has to be shadows. No, if you follow it all the way back to the original purely potent form of light, there are no shadows there. So you find the personhood all the way back, and there are no Inebrities, there are no impurities. It is found in its paradigmatic form. Paradigmatic means like the perfect prototype, the ultimate form. So, whatever we conceive a personality, it is just like the, the little ray of sunshine. Some, some imperfections can be found there. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, but we can also logically conclude that how can the sun, sun produce hot sunlight if it doesn't possess it? First verse of Vedanta Sutra is yata, uh, uh, that from which everything comes. That which from everything comes. So how would it not have it in its perfection? Personality, form, rupa, uh, also uh, relationship, rasa. We have relationships. Even the, the, it indicates that Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. Because if I can have friends, if I can have romantic, a romantic relationship, then where does it come from? It must come from the supreme. The supreme must possess all those things. And that's only found in the form of Krishna. So here you see that. The darkness is a shame to remain before the sunshine. So if you follow it all the way up to the uh, pure sunshine, there is no darkness, there is no impurities found in the uh, form and personality of the Supreme Being. So yeah, if someone says that, that, that God is not a person, that's like saying uh, uh, hot sunlight came out of a cold sun. It doesn't stand very uh, log- uh, very strongly in and intelligence and logic. The next verse. Krishna tamar hane yadi bhale ekabhar maya bandha hate krishna tare karapar What is immediately freed from the clutches of maya if he seriously and sincerely says, My dear Lord Krishna, Although I have forgotten you for so uh, so many long years in this in the material world, today I am surrendering unto you. I am your sincere and serious servant. Please engage me in your service. 
So let's seriously and sincerely attempt to say this. My dear Lord Krishna, although I have forgotten you for so many long years in the material world, today I am surrendering unto you. I am your sincere and serious servant. Please engage me in your service. So if we have said that uh, seriously and sincerely, then we will be immediately freed from the clutches of Maya. Shakshat eva pranoyashtavasmitiyachate Abayam sarvadatasmai dadhami tadvratam mama. It is my vow that if one sincerely surrenders unto me, saying, My Lord, from this day I am yours. Do you know where this comes from? It's a famous, uh, it's a Famous statement. It is my vow that if one only once sincerely surrenders unto me saying, my dear Lord, from this day I am yours and prays for me for courage, I shall be immediately word courage that person and he will remain safe from that time on. Purport. This is a verse from the Ramayana. Yudhakanda. 1833, was spoken by Lord Ramachandra. So let's say that. My dear Lord, from this day, I am yours. Gorvani has a band called, um, he has one band called the Hanuman. Hanuman. And they have a song called I am yours. Very beautiful song. So that verse, yeah, in Ramayana, it said, Lord will liberate the person. If he just sincerely, sincerely, and sincerely says, My dear Lord, I am yours. Bukti Mukti Siddhi Kame Shudhi Shubhudi yadhoi gada bhakti yoga tabe krishnera bhajai. Due to bad association, the living entities and the material desire, material happiness, liberation are merging into the impersonal aspect of a lord or engages in mystic yoga for material power. As such a person actually becomes intelligent, he takes to Krishna consciousness by engaging himself in intense devotional service to Sri. Krishna. Akama Sarvakamo Va Mokshakama Udharudi Tivrena Bhakti Yogena Yajate Yajeta Purushamparam. When one desires everything or nothing, whether he desires to merge into the existence of the Lord, he is intelligent only if he worships Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Rendering transcendental loving service. So this section of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Lord Chaitanya is establishing the fact that all forms of spiritual life, Jnana Yoga, Ashtanga Yoga, or the uh, the uh, method of uh, meditation, Dhyan, are to even progress in the Karmakanda platform and co- to come to the point of Nishkama, where you become engaged dutifully that you start to be, develop some jnana, you start to develop some spiritual wisdom. He said, none of these things will become successful without the element of bhakti. It's not possible. And so, actually, the first verse here. Okay. 
There are many philosophical speculators belonging to the Mayavadi school, and they consider themselves liberated and call themselves Narayan, but their intelligence is not purified unless they engage in Krishna's devotional service. And so, yeah, this section is speaking specifically about that. That there must be the element of devotional service in any of the spiritual systems, otherwise they do not produce, they will not produce the result of liberation. So this is a verse from 2, as you probably know, 2nd Canto chapter 3, text 10. Anyakami yadekare krishnera bhajan Namagite magiteha krishna taradhina swacharan If those who desire material enjoyment emerging into the existence of the absolute truth engage in the Lord's loving devotional service They'll immediately attain a shelter at the Lord Krishna's lotus feet. Although they did not ask it, Krishna is therefore very merciful. Krishna kahe ame ama bhaje mage vishaya suk amritachare vishamage e murk. Krishna says, if one engages in my devotional service, transcendental loving service, but at the same time as wants the opulence of material enjoyment, he is very, very foolish. And indeed, he is just like a person who gives up ambrosia to drink poison. Amrita chadi vishaya mage, going for the poison, begging for the poison. Giving up the Amrit. Abhi vigya e murke vishaya kena dhim swachana amrita diya vishaya bhulai. Since I'm very intelligent, why should I give this fool material prosperity? Instead, I shall induce him to take the nectar of the shelter of my lotus feet. And may make him forget illusory material enjoyment. Purport. Those who are interested in material enjoyment are known as bhuktikami. One who is interested in merging into the effulgence of Brahman or perfecting the mystic yoga system is not a devotee at all. Devo- devotees do not have such desires. However, if a karmi, jnani, or yogi somehow contacts a devotee and renders devotional service, Krishna immediately awards him love of God and gives him shelter at his lotus feet. Although he may have no idea how to develop love of Krishna. If a person wants material profit from devotional service, Krishna condemns such materialistic desires. The desire of material opulence while engaging in devotional service is foolish. Although the person may be foolish, Krishna, being all intelligent, engages him in his devotional service in such a way that he gradually forgets material opulence. The point is that we should not try to engage in loving service for material prosperity. If we are actually surrendered to the lotus feet of Krishna, our only desire to be satisfied Krishna, that is pure Krishna consciousness. Surrender means not that we demand something from the Lord, but that we completely depend on his mercy. If Krishna likes, he may keep his devotee in a poverty-stricken condition. Or if he likes, he may keep him in an opulent position. The devotee should not become concerned in either case. He should simply be very serious about trying to satisfy the Lord by rendering him service. Shatram artitam artitam Naiva todo yat purnaham atitayata Swayam vidate bajatam anichatam Icha pidhanam nijapadam palavam Whether Krishna is requested to fulfill one's desire, he undoubtedly does so. But he does not award anything which, after being enjoyed, will cause one to petition him again and again to fulfill further desires. When when one has 
other desires, but engages in the Lord's service. Krishna forcibly gives one shelter at his lotus feet, where one will forget all other desires. This is a quotation from Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam 5.19.27 Kamalagi Krishna Bhaje Poi Krishna Rase Kamachari Dasha Haite Hai Abhilashe When someone engages in Krishna's devotional service for the satisfaction of the senses and instead acquires a taste for serving for serving Krishna he gives up his material desires and willingly offers himself as an eternal servant of Krishna. So what is the uh, famous example of this point? Who is the famous Bhagavatam example of this point? Juva Maharaj, yes. So he is, he is very upset. He wants uh, his father is his grandfather is Lord Brahma. He says, I wanted something better, kingdom better than my grandfather. So he's, he's very, very lofty, very powerful material desires. And uh, he he wants to uh, see the Lord to get those desires fulfilled. First month, he lives on uh, leaves every three days. Second month, he lives on dry leaves every six days. Uh, third month, he lives on a sip of water every nine days. And the fourth month, he lives on a breath of air every twelve days. In this way, he continues on all the way to his sixth month. But when he sees the Lord, he, 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 uh, curses himself. He considers himself a fool that he was looking for actually just broken pieces of glass. The Lord is the real gem. So when he when he connects to Krishna, he gets a higher taste. Just like if you are starving, say you have not eaten in twenty two days, then the dumpster at Seven Eleven starts to look very beautiful and glorious. Such a beautiful dumpster, all kinds of treasures inside. But someone offers you, you know, you have Gopal's paneer kitri, tastiest kitri in the world, and you have the roasted uh, chickpeas, and you have the raspberry lemonade, and the halava, and you, of course, you can, you can also add Kitri's five, what are the five best friends of Kitri? Yogurt, ghee, papad, uh, pickle, what is the other one? Missing one. Lemon? I don't know, <laughs> I forget. Kitri has five friends. You put them all together, then it's a king's feast. So you're eating the Gopal's paneer kitri. Does the dumpster have any more pull on your heart? You you have you don't need a twelve step program to give up your desire for the dumpster. It is immediately gone. As soon as you taste the kitri, your desire for you could have been starving for 20 days, but as soon as you eat that kitri, you do not want anything but the nice amrita, nice prasada. But when we're starving, oh, so many horrible things will look appealing. So because we are starving for Krishna, then a person thinks, oh, cigarettes, pornography, so many horrible dumpster-like things, they seem appealing because we're starving. So we have to give people a taste of Krishna. And they won't even want these things. They will not have... We have to taste Krishna and we have to give people a taste of Krishna. So...
I have prop I have the verse that Prabhupada quoted or the that Chaitanya Lord Chaitanya quoted. Uh this is a, this is one of the verses that so I just read part of the purport. At night no one can see a lotus. For lotuses blossom only during the daytime. Therefore the word Aravindaka Daksha is significant. One who is not captivated by the lotus eyed, a transcendental form of the Supreme Lord, is in darkness. Exactly like one who cannot see a lotus. One who has not come to the point of seeing the lotus eyes, a transcendental form of Shamasundara, is a failure. Premanjana Churita Bhakti Velo Chanena. Santa Sadeva Hidayeshu Vilokayanti. Those who are attached to the Supreme Personality of God in love always see the Lord's lotus eyes and lotus feet, where others cannot see the Lord's beauty, and are therefore classified as Anandrita Yusmad Angreyaha, are neglectful of the Lord's personal form. Those who neglect the Lord's form are surely failures on every path in life. Krishna talks about being a failure in every path in life in chapter 9. He says, Mogasya mogakaramano, mogajyana vichetasa, rakshasimashuram chayava, prakati mohinam shritaha. Mogasya mogakaramano, their hopes for material benefit. Mogasya mogakaramano, their hopes mogajyana for spiritual knowledge. All their aspirations, they just fail. They don't go, they don't, they don't have any permanence. And it drives them, Rakshasam Suram Chaiva, Prakritim Mohinam Shrita, drives them to darker, uh, mentalities and taking shelter of illusion. Those who neglect the Lord's form are surely failures on every path in life. Srila Prabhupada gave the example of Gandhi, who worked so hard uh, to uh, please his countrymen, and then as one of his countrymen kills him. But if one develops a little, even a little love for the Supreme Personality of God, and one is liberated without difficulty, swalpam, Therefore, the Supreme Personality of God recommends in the Bhagavad Gita, Madmana Bhava Mad Bhakto Mam Yaji Mam Namaskuru. Simply think of me, become my devotee, worship me, and offer some slight homage unto me. Simply by this process, one is guaranteed to return home, back to Godhead, and thus attain the highest perfection. The Lord confirms this in Bhagavad Gita 1854 and 55. So, uh, Vishnath Chakravati Thakur has stated that this uh, verse can even be seen as like the verses in chapter 12. So, in chapter 12, uh, is divided into uh, three sections. Uh, the first section... Uh, so the, it can, the, there's an acronym for chapter 12, G-O-D. So O stands for options. So Krishna says, if you can't do this, then you can do that. If you can't do, if you can't always think of me, you can engage in Vaidhi Bhakti. If you can't do Vaidhi Bhakti, then you can do some Seva. Like this, he works his way down. I'm trying to remember what the G stands for. Uh, it's a section where Arjuna is asking what's better uh, bhakti or so this verse also uh, which is in chapter 9 and chapter 18 can be considered also successive manmana always think of me but if you can't do that bhava mad bhakto become my devotee follow vaidhi bhakti but if you can't do that, Mam Yaji, at least worship me. You say, worship you? 
Incense is too much. You know, I, I can't afford a pair of stick, one incense stick. It's, I have to pay for my cable television. And then he says, okay, Mam Yaji, just offer some slight homage unto me. And this way you'll surely, Krishna is actually always, uh, uh, scouring the, uh, our, our lives looking for a little opportunity to take us home. We just have to give him excuse. He's, he's just waiting for us to give us a little opportunity. Uh, a little, like for example, there is, Devotee, a person may do something such as opening a door to a devotee. And Krishna says, oh, by this service, I will give them bhakti. Their next life, they'll come to the path of bhakti. Even uh, even uh, outside of Vaishnava Seva, even if a person behaves nicely, Krishna at some point, he can decide. This person, I will give him my causeless mercy. It is not karma, it is Krishna's uh, mercy. So, Mam Yaji. This one. Huh? Sometimes we're in the temple, we do the, you know, the, what is the opposite of this one? Namaskar. How do you do the opposite? This one. You see in the temple, many are standing, arms crossed, head up. This is the opposite of this one. This one, very easy. And he says in this way, He also says, So in both cases, he's saying that this way they'll come back to me. So just fold our hands. Krishna, I am yours. Hare Krishna. So any reflections? Question? Yes, yes. My body has become very famous, yes. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah. So the question is: It says uh, there are many uh, Mayavadis have become very famous, and there's some Mayavadi who's saying, glorifying Ram. You know, look what he did. But but of course, he is just a person. <laughs> and so the question is: Do we we uh, we counter that person? Do we present some arguments? Uh, if we can, yes, if we can, if we, if our countering can help the, give some clarity, but it, we have to use our intelligence. It depends on the situation. We, we, we might, uh, look like a fool in that, that scenario. Like, maybe we're, if you're at a, a, a talk, and the person has been hired to speak, and then you get up, you're not even supposed to speak, and it may, you know. So we always uh, try to use our spiritual intelligence, but the but if we can, we, we should also um, become well-versed in all the frailties of the impersonal philosophy. So we, we, we are capable to counteract these things. Um... Srila Prabhupada was, would test his devotees. He said, like, uh, Prabhupada was with one devotee, he said, okay, I'm a, uh, I'm a Christian, and we're in a discussion, and you're presenting Krishna consciousness. What would, you, what do you say? He's challenging his disciples. How do you, uh, and one disciple he's talking about, uh, oh, it says this in the Bible, it says this in the Bible. And he started saying, kind of going to more esoteric things. And he said, no, no, uh, let's get to the real thing. Thou shall not kill. You stick on this point. 
Because there's a basic point there that the soul exists. There's, a, you know, if you can't understand that, then the, the all the other esoteric things don't really. So Prabhupada would like to see his disciples to become capable to uh, address such uh, misconceptions. You know, the animals don't have souls, or we are God. Like for example, there was there is a famous Mayavadi on YouTube. And someone asked him, why is Krishna blue? And he gave the most bogus answer ever. <laughs> Ridiculous answer. And someone who reads Bhagavad Gita, you know the answer in just a few minutes, you know. So he said, Krishna is blue. Krishna is depicted as blue. <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, because, uh, people who are spiritual, but are involved in worldly life, have a blue aura. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, but, this, but then the, the sages that are not involved in material life, who are not kings, they have a white aura. That's what he's saying. Complete bogus. Uh, now, in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says to Arjuna, uh, uh, I spoke this to the sun god, Vivishwan. You know, millions of years ago. And Arjuna said, wait a minute. Hey, we are just about 90 years old, you know. Me and you are just about 90 years old. You know, we have some grandkids. How did you speak to the sun god billions of years ago? He said, no, no, no. Uh, uh, many births we have had, you and I. I can remember all of them because my body is aja." Without birth, avayam, it does not deteriorate. I have a spiritual body. You cannot because you change your body. So one who knows, Ajopi son of that I am the Lord of all creatures. So he explains his position of his body. This is not Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th canto, 10th canto. This is just basic Bhagavad Gita, chapter 4, which this bogus Mayavadi doesn't even know. So if we, if, if the situation is suitable, and, uh, we should, uh, it's good to challenge, especially if they're gonna speak Maybe if they're speaking about psychology, the mind, or whatever, we leave them alone. But if they're going to speak about Ram, hey, Hanuman fought valiantly for, to defend Lord Ram. So we should invoke that spiritual anger and uh, present some reasonable uh, response. So yeah, then you, you can see here, Krishna says his body is unborn. Ram is also his form. Many births. So that chapter 4, that verse right there, also refutes this person's idea. Thank you, Peru. Any other? Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki. Srila Prabhupada Ki. Go Pramananda. Krishna, I am yours.